Welcome back to the X1 Bros, everybody. This is your positive gaming and Xbox community. I'm X1 the Gamer. I have a black belt and pleasure in your ears. Jordan <laughs> the Man and Mr. McSpicy, they've got yellow belts. <laughs> Purple belts. Purple belts. I have a black belt and pleasure in your ear. Oh. Ears. Well, thank you. I appreciate that, I guess. What are the belt colors? <laughs> uh, belt, white. Purple. Pur- no, purple's pretty high up there, isn't I it? I think purple's high. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know any of that stuff. <laughs> You just know that you have a black belt in. All I know is I got a second degree black belt. <laughs> I hear that thrown around. Is it a different color black when you get into the uh, like degrees? Uh, dark black. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, is it you know? <laughs> I don't know. Like, that's... like for example, in the military, you have like the lieutenant and then the lieutenant colonel. But the lieutenant colonel has like a different insignia. Three stripes, you know. As uh, yeah, is that what? It is? is it just one general black belt, or know, are there different question. black belts? That's a good question. I don't know. Um, all I know, this is not related. Well, it's sort of related. There are different like blackness levels. There are materials. I I, I watched this guy on YouTube that talks about like materials that are the blackest in the universe. Like they absorb color. They have like, or they absorb light, right? They, yeah, there is like zero reflective yeah. stuff, you know, materials. So I don't know, maybe you oh. get in different shades of that material as you get higher and higher in the I don't know, Steven Seagal black belt era. Yeah. Which by the way, by the way, that guy's funny. I feel like he's I feel like <laughs> there's been a lot of i don't know what causes it and by me talking about it maybe it's gonna now start to pop up on everyone's feed on youtube yeah but there there's a lot of steven seagal hate and i get it and it's pretty funny like that guy <laughs> there's he's, a pretty funny like his like, latest movie he's like a tool <laughs> this latest right? movie he sits there like most of the shots like 80 percent of the shots he just doesn't want to stand up so they had to film him sitting in a chair doing an action movie with like his hands <laughs> With his hands. He's just, ah, I don't want to stand up anymore. Just film me. Have you heard him talk about, like, his philosophy? <laughs> it's really funny. Shout out to Steven Seagal. Maybe he'll come on the show. <laughs> yeah, yeah I'm sure he will his, now. Share his philosophy. Oh, man. Yeah, there's been, like, a lot. I, I don't know why, but they just started popping up all over my feed. And it's, like, people, people's experiences with Steven Seagal, and he's just a jerk. <laughs> and it's really funny. Yeah, that's funny. Uh, yeah. That is funny. Welcome, everybody. Thank you if you're listening live uh, or you're joining us live, rather, here on YouTube. Thank you very much for being here. Shout out to Captain Novice, Reactor, Steemo, Alco, Brolic, Onyx is here in the house. Welcome, everybody. Uh, thank you again. Don't forget to hit that like button on this video. Subscribe to this channel and join us uh, to support the show. You can become a member over here on YouTube. Uh, you get a nice little loyalty badge. In fact, Dark Knight just jumped in the chat and has that gold. The gold X. one. Looking Same good. If League. you are listening anywhere else, make sure you leave us a five-star review. It really helps the show. Appreciate it. And let's jump into some Starfield. So Todd Howard did an interview this week with the one and only Lex Friedman. Uh, if you've not heard his podcast, he's he's a scientist. Or uh, I actually think he's a AI robot. Did you say like guy. robotics at MIT yeah. or something? Like and that. he does lots of interviews with lots of different people and sits down with them. They're three hours long, and two he's and a half, three black hours long, belt, right? And he which is how we got on the topic of Black Bart uh, <laughs> conversations. Uh, anyways, he sat down with Todd Howard, and it was a very, very interesting interview. I liked it. Yeah, yeah. Ta- it was nice because I actually think more gaming interviews should be done this way because it's really the first time that I I love podcasts. I listen to podcasts all the time, and it's really the first time that I've heard a gaming developer sit down for three hours and just talk. 
about how he got started in gaming, about how Skyrim came about, about how they think about things when they're developing mm-hmm. uh, different systems and mechanics. And it's very, very good. A lot of Starfield news came out of this because it was asked, it was asked about about Starfield. Um, well, I, I, took, I took a lot of notes on this, just some things that I really want to go over. So first of all, in talking about... Can I mention something while you're looking, yeah, go looking ahead. up your go notes? Ahead. I found it fascinating that Todd Howard exists in our universe because Circuit City screwed him over. Yeah. Yes. Well, no, didn't he quit Circuit City? Well, no, yeah. they denied him. They did. He was in like a he was in a accounting type of program or a CFO I, I, type I, of program. I, I, right? I thought he said he made it to like and he was about to get the top promotion or the, the yeah, highest he could that's go. That's what he was Circuit going City, for, yeah. and they and they denied him, and he just said, "Screw Circuit City, I'm out of here. I'm going to make my I'm own." Go company. play video games. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Circuit City, for giving. Well, us I think they out. even mentioned then Circuit City went bankrupt. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We should actually throw. Let's throw on Starfield. Okay. Uh, okay. Footage as well. I think that would be interesting. Big shout out, by the way. We just had Reactor League gift five X One Bros memberships to everybody here in chat, as well as the one and only Super Shocker. Thank you very much to both of you for those five gifted subs, and congratulations to everybody who just got themselves a gifted sub. Yeah. If you hit refresh, you'll have that loyalty badge there. That's that's why you come join us live. Every Friday, we're recording this on Thursday, though, so sometimes we do it early. <laughs> Just got to pay attention. Um, so, yeah, his origin story actually stood out to me for for a few reasons. I think what was interesting is he kind of was at, fell in love with gaming at its origin and then really was living in the right place at the right time. Bethesda uh, Studios mm-hmm. was in... Washington, where he where he was going to same school. with Circuit City, same with Circuit City, <laughs> and he as a kid was developing. I don't games. think it was Washington; it's back east. No, it's Washington. I don't think so. Yes, I'm uh, pretty sure David. Is I think it's place. Maryland. To be honest with you, you think Bethesda Softworks was located in Maryland? <laughs> I know. I'll, I'll look, <laughs> I'm gonna look it up. The disdain. Uh, the pure. Disdain yeah. coming off I'm that tongue. You, I'm 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 100 positive. It's back east. Yes, no, yes. he was going to college. So just type in where did Todd Howard go to college? Uh, That's all you got to do. I thought he said Richmond. Rich, rich. Yeah, they were located. Bethesda Softworks was located in Redmond. Redmond. Red, Redmond. No. Redmond, no. Washington. It's where <laughs> guess what? Microsoft is located. This is actually, I guess, one of the most important pieces of information <laughs> that we're going to be talking hey. about. Anyways, regardless, he really just started as a kid. Learning how to develop games on his his uh, Apple II. Yeah. Well, you, and, he, and what's what's fascinating? Yeah, wait, hold on. The, this is very important. I will accept your apology now or later, whichever what? you decide. No, no, I will accept your apology. <laughs> it's Virginia. I told you. Bethesda was located in Virginia. Well, I just did the whole college thing. Um, he went to the college in Virginia, and Bethesda is located back east. Their main headquarters is back east. Anyways, <laughs> <laughs> it's not that important, anyways, <laughs> right? <laughs> It wasn't Maryland. <laughs> well, hey, I'd say, you know, they're all in the same area. Anyways, regardless, he he actually started doing like sports games on like yeah. the floppy disk. One thing that was fascinating they talked about is is the amount of money that a gaming developer made. The amount of discs rather for per game really was really important because it determined how much money you made on a game. Well, because Which it, is it was, why it was CD-ROMs hard, yeah. changed changed everything. Yeah, because it was it, it was hardware essentially, yeah. right? 
Which isn't why uh, back in the Nintendo days they beefed up the cartridges to to run better to run games better. They would put technology in the cartridge to help it run better. Yeah. So which makes which makes me again, if that's the case, that's that's probably one of these eter- eternal truths, right? Like the less cost you have on shipping a game, the more your profit margin will increase because you no longer have to ship it, right? Oh yeah. wow! That's, so if we've that's gone business so if we've gone digital, why are we increasing the price of games? Uh, just well, a bugaboo. Just yeah. a bugaboo. And the fact that games make more money in different ways. And I'd also like to point out that Bethesda is located in Maryland. <laughs> Are they really? Yeah, I no, thought of like. Why else would I think of Maryland? I don't know why I thought <laughs> yeah, Redmond. Yeah. I did see Spicy thought it too, though. I'm not the I'm not the only one. No, I know. I heard Redmond. <laughs> well, <laughs> the reason. Okay, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna put it like this. Jordan, you were timid. David, you, you <laughs> yeah, you, you were confident. Say something with you, authority. Yeah. yeah, you said you said Maryland. It's like have you seen those videos on YouTube of a guy that just walks around with a ladder and he sees where he can get into. <laughs> And if you walk in like to the movies with a ladder, like they'll just let you in. They like, yeah, yeah, that was the psychology they, that happened to me. Yeah, they figure you're fixing something or you're working on something. Uh, that's funny. I should start doing that. Anyways, the lesson learned there is 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 he was passionate about it from a kid, and he just did it. He didn't he didn't go to school for it necessarily. He didn't learn it at school. He learned it on his own, and that is, I think, really the key to succeeding in in what you mm-hmm. want to succeed in, right? Figuring yeah, out what you're talented at and then optimizing for that talent. Yeah, well, it was really interesting because he talked about some of the different games he made and he, what was it? He, he said he was making it on like an Apple II or something like that. Yeah, Apple II. It was, uh, yeah, but uh, he was talking about how he made like uh, his own version of the Star Trek game and stuff like that. But just, just, yeah, he did say it was better. Uh, but just learning. Yeah. He talked learning about... Learning by doing. He would go to bed and think about the games he was playing and or making yeah, and stuff. The but. administrator wants to know. Where did he learn to polish leather jackets to a high sheen? <laughs> that's, well, that's actually funny. a really good yeah. question. He I, does have on-point leather jackets. Yeah. He does. I've wanted them. Anyways, uh, obviously they get into Skyrim, and they get into Starfield especially. And well, the, Sorry, can we just talk about Skyrim? Because it kind of le- leads into Starfield. It, it absolutely does. One thing I thought super fascinating, and this is more just like me just finding it, the 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 what would you call them, the fascinations of game development, sure. they talk about different paths of making an open-world game, right? Yeah. He talked about there's open-world games where you can, uh, you accept a quest and then the world pauses, and that quest gives you a curated um, outcome, right? Yeah. And then he talked about... Or a curated experience. Yeah, curated experience, experience, yeah. And crafting. Um, and he says that has its benefits, but he, he says he tends to lean towards the other one, which is, and this is when he talked about Skyrim a little bit, the world is always happening around you no matter what you're doing. And that's yep. when they started talking about programming and stuff. The further away you get, they're obviously on like a low, so they're not doing as much, but they're still doing something, if that makes yeah. sense, when they were talking about AI and stuff like that. So basically, it leads to the world is always moving and it kind of like makes like it real feel like the yeah. world is alive yeah exactly yeah and Which that is, is the it's magic, fascinating and that is the magic of skyrim yeah oh for yeah for sure skyrim does have this just feel to it and i think he, he todd howard referred to it as tone it has a tone that that he likes and he really focused on tone and one of the things he said when you when you're inside a quest for instance or you're inside a building and you step outside time they really slowed down time to where you're listening to the wind or you're yeah. looking at the sunset yeah. or watching the water go by or seeing a dragon. Remember the first time a dragon flew by you yeah. in Skyrim? Picked up a giant. And oh. stuff, yeah. 
Well, it's just, it's fascinating. I used to, I used to be, have the same type of fascination in Overwatch when Jeff Kaplan would do those like uh, one take interviews because the way you have to think about developing a game is really interesting. It's not just like, oh, we'll make a character and he'll do this. Like you, you the way they have to think about developing a game is far more complex yeah. than, than you would initially think. Well, yeah, the the Jeff Kaplan one too is really fascinating because they had to develop a game. A, a specific character made it extremely complicated to make balanced maps, and that's Farah. Farah can fly around the map, and when you add uh, up to that point, we really didn't have flyable characters in PvP games. Mm-hmm. It was you know team deathmatch, and, and you didn't really have somebody flying around. Flying around changes the dynamic of that map uh well of everything of, of different characters of map design of game modes so right like, yeah you have to think about things that maybe your players don't really even understand or know what to think about so mm-hmm. yeah i i love oh i'm so sad jeff kaplan's no longer yeah well and this this interviews uh, a lot of the same thing just him explaining what they did in order to make their games feel like you said tone have a certain tone yeah absolutely and so tone is what he really focuses on that's a good segue into starfield because he really talks a lot about tone in Starfield. And one of our one of our debates on the systems, so what he talked about here is that the systems here will have levels. So uh, it's 1 to 100 is what it sounds like, or at least he said up to 100. Uh, so when you're in a system, it'll be a certain level, which will dictate a lot of things. Mm-hmm. And he talked about two different types of... Because we've talked about this. Well, I don't want... And I've said this. I don't want planets if they're just freaking randomly generated and there's nothing there and it doesn't feel alive yeah procedurally generated like what does what does that matter and he he did say there is a difference between like the main quest that is very very highly crafted crafted including the planets you're on etc and then going to explore a desolate planet somewhere which i believe are to an extent procedurally generated yes but with handcrafted tiles which is which is which is really interesting uh but he did say, let me mute my phone. He, he must be Todd Howard texting. Uh, this is Todd Howard. He's like, hey, you're getting this. Oh, it is Todd Howard. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> Sorry, Todd. Hey, I'll get back to you. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but he did. He did say that, that they will all like, there'll be a reason to be there. Right. So different planets will have different resources. Which is interesting. Well, that makes well, sense. That's the universe. Yeah. yeah that's well, that's that's what he actually mentioned. That he says, well, if you think about our universe, you think about you know Jupiter and all these planets. And he talked about what's there. Nothing's there but resources, right? So he talked, and that's when he kind of talked about we're going to have this. And he says it's making sure the player knows. Yeah. Right. He says we're going to have this curated quest that you can do if you go over here but he also said and, and i'm paraphrasing but he said there's what do you say there, there's kind of a beauty to dropping on a planet and knowing you're alone yeah you that's exactly which, what yeah. he said he said they wanted to create how are you going to render a pr- planet um or render certain planets that you can land on he said they debated like should we only have some planets you can land on and some you can't. And he mm-hmm. said, though, that wouldn't feel right. Uh, but yeah, they want to lean on the tone. And that tone was loneliness on those planets. Yeah. Similar to the tone of Skyrim when time slows down and you're there to experience, you know, the sounds of the planet and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Very interesting. But that's, and that's why it was interesting that he hit on the point. He said, we want to make sure the player knows that they can go to these fully curated planets that are here. But then there's also these other planets like that are maybe just resource planets, right? Yeah. That, and I think we talked about it a while ago when we talked about like, different Goldilocks planets and stuff like that. But anyway, um, you'll be able to land on these planets and get the resources. But like you said, there's this, he said, there's a beauty to knowing you're alone, which I also wonder if there will be kind of different 
things that will take you to those not as habitable <laughs> planets, I guess, or not as populated planets that will then lead you to different things. You, you know, but. every sci-fi needs a Zelnaga. Every sci-fi needs a, a race that is millions of years old since since mm-hmm. past that they leave relics behind that has a story that you can yeah. learn from. I mean, I don't know of any sci-fi universe that does. Well, even in that. Sky in Skyrim, they have items, right? That you could go and find, send you on collection items. That's they have the be, Elder Scrolls. That's gonna, <laughs> yeah. That's going to be in Starfield for sure. You have the Prometheans <laughs> in uh, Halo, right? Or and who's the the forerunners? The forerunners, yeah. And the, and Star and Starcraft, it was the Zelnaga. So I would assume that. An easy way to get past the just nothing on the planet is to f- have a relic somewhere that you can find that has a storyline or something. Well, and what he also talked about is, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, didn't he say you will be able to base build or build an outpost yeah, on these planets? Outpost on so these planets, yeah. maybe you just find a planet that you like and just build out your outpost. Dude, I'm so Which excited. if they if I'm they so if they iterate off the outpost system that they had in Fallout Four and Fallout Seventy Six. It's going to be really fun. You think I there, lost a lot of gonna, time. Yeah. You think there's going to be a Minuteman coming in yeah. and saying, hey, <laughs> you got to get uh, back to base. Why? Well, Things I, are getting sketchy. I hope at the minimum it's the same as kind of Fallout 4, Fallout 76. I, I, I would assume they've kind of iterated on it, but the, the customization you could do that, you know, putting up guns and stuff or just building your own bases was really cool in those games in fallout 4 being able to find your own planet that yeah it may be empty or whatever you know obviously not every planet's going to be just desolate but to find your own planet with certain resources on it and then build your own house within it kind of like a no man's sky you you really kind of built your own thing on on your own planet no man's sky i think is really cool yeah one thing he talked about is they toned down the space travel difficulty that didn't, it was, didn't we know that, that a little was bit ago? They, intense. they did talk yeah, about that before. Yeah, before, yeah, they they were kind of, but they tweaked it and really toned it down because uh, he said continually getting stranded in space and having to put out a beacon <laughs> and wait for someone to come pick you up <laughs> yeah, uh, just I mean, isn't fun. Yeah, 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 yeah. Which I mean, I guess has its place in those hardcore games. But, well, that um, existed in um, Elite Dangerous. There was actually that's one of the reasons the community was such a cool community to play with. They had a lot of people that would just travel around with gas cans. Basically, <laughs> around in the new areas where new players would get stranded because they didn't think to fuel up their ships and they'd come in. Hey guys, yeah, it's cool. You know, here, let me fill you up. Alright, take care. <laughs> that, I mean, there were people that would randomly do that. Nice people in the gaming community yeah. and Elite Dangerous would do that. So I, I, I get it. Getting stranded in space has got to suck. I wonder oh, yeah. if they're going to have some difficulty still to. Space oh yeah, no. Travel. He said. You he said. I mean? He said. Yeah, it's still. Uh, they all that all that they did was dial it back a little bit. So, but how far? <laughs> yeah, that's the that's the question. Uh, another interesting thing that he brought up is the exclusivity factor with Xbox. That this is their first time really being exclusive. While it's not new, for instance, the DLC for Skyrim was exclusive to Xbox, but them being solely on Xbox, he says that they do feel the. They do feel the pressure. He does feel the pressure of creating a game that is a console seller, right? That's a marquee yeah. title for Microsoft. Yeah. Well, I think it's it's kind of a double-edged sword. When we say exclusive to Xbox, we basically mean exclusive to Game Pass. So the game will be on PC, correct? Yeah, yeah. Xbox and PC. Yeah. yeah. So, but the co- console-wise, it'll only be on Xbox. Correct. So I believe you'll be able to buy it through Steam and stuff like that, depending on how you want it. I don't know if... Correct. Will it be on Steam? I don't know. He but made anyway. me want it. Talking about mods, he made me want to get in and... St- try modding some skyrim stuff but i do think uh bethesda is known for for they have certain amount of bugs in their games oh yeah having to develop for less platforms could help with that you know 
Maybe. Or maybe. I mean, I guess, you know. He mentioned why a lot of those bugs existed in the beginning of what he was talking about. Um, it's it's the, the fine line between having an open world and being giving the player cho- full control. Full control versus a linear experience. Um that makes it that makes it so a lot of things like that is, are going to pop up when you give a player complete control. You're going to find some bugs. You're going to yeah. find some walls. You put, he he mentioned putting you know yeah, crates, crates on a wall that you can crates now up exit. and then you can just jump over. Yeah, you know? yeah. Um, and that's I mean, <laughs> yes. Fallout has had some doozies. Yeah, uh, Bethesda. I mean, that's just I think that's what he would. I got the impression that he would rather have bugs than um, enclose the the and, experience to the player and take away player yeah. control. Yeah. yeah. Here's the I thing: think. I really hope they nailed that Skyrim exploration field. To this day, there has not been a game that has made me want to go off the beaten path and just explore what was there, like Skyrim did. The Witcher did that to me. Mm, now I don't. I would say I would say yes, The Witcher did it, but Skyrim. I feel was Skyrim was your first more. time. No, no, but has but has Sky? Yeah, did The Witcher do it to the extent that Skyrim did? I feel like I what think The, the Witcher, Witcher did, did better was make you seek out quests. I think The Witcher did well. Whereas I think, what Skyrim does is make you just want to explore the world. No, and I find hidden treasures. I I think, and I may be biased because The Witcher Three is one of my favorite games. Which there's a little bit of news about The Witcher we can talk about later. Yeah. Um, no, I think The Witcher took what Skyrim did and amplified it. So I don't know if you no, want to necessarily... Disagree. No, no, I don't want to if you necessarily... I, I don't want to if you... The reason I've had to restart The Witcher 20 times is because you I... couldn't get out of the tutorial. Because I don't... I don't... Yeah, but, I don't get that but that's, same, like, I could go over here, but there's nothing really for me to do over here. There is. You just had to finish the Bloody Baron. You don't even have to finish that. Baron. I did finish the Bloody Baron. <laughs> In in the I would say more so in Skyrim, but in The Witcher to an extent. From I mean, you have to get out of White Orchard, but once you get out, you can go wherever you want. The other thing the, is the thing that The Witcher did cool is same as Skyrim. You can go and find a cave and find a rock monster that just wants to be friends with normal people, but no one wants to be friends with him because he's a rock monster. And then you go through his quest line, or you go to The Witcher and you find a village. You you banish them of their monsters. This random village. You come back. I don't know a real we, real time a week later, and that village has new items they sell to you because they've come back because you've cleared the monsters out. So I, yeah, I'm gonna say The Witcher did it better, but Skyrim did it more. So okay, I, I, I yeah, would say yeah. Skyrim right. had more out there, but I would say the quality-wise, The Witcher did. But even, even for instance, so like remember after just the intro, like you're in the crate, you're almost getting beheaded, and then a dragon comes and kills everybody. Or Thomas the Tank Train, depending on <laughs> or Thomas the mod you had. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and, then, and, then, and then you escape. Now, this is like the first 10 minutes of the game. Mm-hmm. And you walk down... This, you're on the side of a mountain, basically, and you're walking down this path through the forest, and immediately, like, you do. You hear the wind. You hear, like, what's off in the distance. You mm-hmm. see how vast the world is. Everything looks unique, and you're like, oh, I'll just go off this way. I Okay. I, I'll I, go I, off that way. I Witcher get, doesn't have that. I get what you're saying. I think you're talking about atmosphere. Yeah. I, yeah well, atmosphere. But it's not I just do, atmosphere. I do think, it's all I do of the think, above combined. I do think first person adds to that atmosphere, but I guess you, could play, sure. you could play Skyrim in third person if you wanted to, but no. um, I don't know. I would say Witcher has atmosphere. I would agree with you that Skyrim probably had better atmosphere, 
But as opposed to like world building and, and exploring the world, I think Witcher took inspiration from Skyrim. Oh, for sure. Um, and, and well, and if you, if you think about it, actually, I, I actually didn't know this until recently. Cause I was looking, cause there's some Witcher news and there's a lot of things going on when the Witcher two came out, assassins of Kings, it actually, for the most part, I believe directly competed with Skyrim mm. and Skyrim just overshadowed it. Yeah. You know what I mean? So that's why I, I wonder they you could see that they take a lot of inspiration of what Skyrim did. I think a lot of open world games now, do. Skyrim but. Skyrim though, so here's the difference. I think Skyrim is like a world explorer. The Witcher is linear missions inside of a world. No, I disagree. No, I, yeah, disagree I, I, I think 100%. Mark didn't even play the main mission. He just went around doing. The I card have 120 game. hours. Not. Well, playing I didn't the say story. main mission. I said linear missions. Side side quests are still missions. Yeah, but you have that in no. Skyrim as well. Yeah, no. No, I, but in I think Skyrim you've got dungeons. Like you'll go off you and you'll the, just come across a dungeon. But that's what I'm saying. Do. Instead of going and into, that dungeon in and of itself is the story without being without being a specific quest necessarily. But, I mean, but Witcher the Witcher has that too. That's what I'm saying. And I would argue, but better. And that's what I think. I think the Witcher does that better. I like, just I think Skyrim has more of that. Mm. I think Witcher's is just better at it. Like I said, I used the just rock less, guys. Less and better. That's a real thing. I was I was walking down. I went into this cave, and there was this rock troll, and I was going to kill him because he's a rock troll. But then he was like, "No, no, no! I just I just want to be normal, right? That, like you end up doing this whole quest that, with him and stuff." I but. mean, that's one of the reasons. Speaking of that, in Witcher, why I didn't play the campaign is because I would find these caves, I would find these wells, I would find these random locations, and I would go in there, and there would be a story involved with wherever I'm at, and I would find. Um, some Witcher armor or Witcher weapons, and I created my own. I actually had a spreadsheet. I'm a spreadsheet gamer. Uh, they didn't have an achievement in this game for this, but I wanted to capture the school of the all the school of the wolf, all the school of the ravens. I I, I don't know. I can't remember all the schools that they had, but of the Witcher schools, mm. they had the specific amulets. They had the swords. Sure. They had mm -hmm. the boots, uh, and I wanted to go through and track all those down and those those stories up, uh, and they were weapons of. Um, Sometimes there are weapons of witchers that have been killed and you learn about their story. And I, I don't know, David, I really think that Witcher did it better. I think the stories were better. Sure. Um, but I feel like Skyrim just maybe it's was the difference then more of it wherever you maybe it's the difference of first person and third first third person. Well it could like be Jordan well and too. like I said, like Witcher one and two are far more linear and and like I was telling you, The Witcher 2 came out in May of 2011. I was cold, but now I'm hot. Oh, yeah. yeah. The Witcher 2... Hot the, flashes? The Witcher 2 came out in May of 2011. Uh, and then uh, Skyrim came out uh, in November of 2011. And I remember Skyrim's release date because it was 11, 11, 11. I'll never forget that. But uh, anyway, I think they saw what Skyrim did. Well, they came out a few months before, right? But I think they saw what Skyrim did, and I think they took that. And like I said, I think a lot of games took that and put it into their games, which is why I agree with you. I think The Witcher does do that open world, but I think they've just, they iterated and went further, right? Sure. Which makes me excited for Starfield and the next mm. Elder Scrolls. Like, what are they going to do with their open world? Well, that's why I'm excited for this. If they can nail that, like, imagine being just being able to explore a, a galaxy. Yeah. With that kind of... So hopefully they nail it. I hope they do. I hope it's not a disappointment. Also, the other thing is, how do you live up to the hype? Well, that's, last, that's what's hard. Your last, well, not even Starfield hype. I'm talking Elder Scrolls Six hype. Because Skyrim is viewed as a top game of all time. Yeah. How well, do I you think, live up to that hype 
for Elder Scrolls. I mean, I think six. it's just like like look at Fallout Four. Remember Fallout Four came out and people there was it was kind of polarizing. Some people really liked it. Some people preferred Fallout Three or whatever, or they preferred the original Fallout's and stuff. But yeah. you can't deny that Fallout Four was still a good game. Yeah, you know what I mean. Fallout seventy six. I feel like there was a little bit more reason to be upset because the well, game that's was legitimately that's broken. That's a different format. Yeah, too. the game was legitimately broken at launch. But I mean, at the end of the day, I think we're still going to get a high quality good game. Yeah, that's the hope. Yeah, I hope so. Anyway, tis the hope. And then I think, and this is probably where you're leading into, David. I think once this game launches early next year. I think probably about five to six months afterwards, we'll start getting more details on Elder Scrolls Six. I hope so. Although he did say they're not even close. Yeah, well, I, what, I say it's a lot. A yeah. What's interesting about months. this one is this one's been in development since what he said right after Fallout Four launched. So that's 2016 or 17. So it's like yeah. a six-year development cycle for this game. Yeah. So if they start, I mean, they're probably in very early pre-productions. Of, I mean, they just use stock footage of a field for their teaser trailer. Oh, for Elder Scrolls. Yeah, yeah. Just yeah, so with music. With music, yeah. Which he did say music is one of the first things that they do. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> That's all they had. But I don't know. I, I, I don't mind waiting for Elder the... Scrolls 6 because I, I feel like if a studio spreads themselves too thin, you run into issues like fallout 76 or, oh, or you know no man's sky or so like i i'm okay with 90 percent of the studio working on starfield and then once it launches they'll shift over yeah well regardless i think it's a really good interview guys go listen to it uh there's a lot more than just even what we're talking about well, didn't you his comment about elder scrolls what about Elder Scrolls? didn't you say it'll be played for generations he said it'll be played for 20 years for, for decades. the next elder yeah. scroll yeah because skyrim is still one of their top engaged games top play and it's because of the modding community and he talks about it he talks about how so what they do with mods is we want to help you become a professional modder we want that to be your full-time job modding our game so we will uh you know we help you we want to make that easy for you to do like yes make me want to go mod some stuff for skyrim but well i mean when you have thomas the train oh that was that was the funniest thing that was great that mod, they should hire that modder just for like, hey, just design a quest and let him do whatever he wants. Amen. And he has like the angry face as he comes in. <laughs> yeah, oh. yeah. <laughs> when he lands on the thing, yeah. Yeah, that's uh. pretty fantastic. Well, no, it's it's exciting. Um, yeah. I would like to And know. we're not too, guys, it's already December. We're it's not too December. far away from this game. What was the release date what's, on it? What's your game that you're excited for that, oh, uh, I don't know what the release date is. Is it January, February? I know it's it's soon. It's it's first. Oh, let me pull yeah, it up. Yeah, look it up. What's the game you're excited for that comes out like December thirteenth? I forget. Well, there's an update I'm excited for oh, on what's December fourteenth. What's that? The Witcher. That's the Witcher three next gen. Uh, update. Okay, let's talk about that. And hell, let me let me tell you. So I've I've made a decision, guys. Tell me. I've gone on a journey this week, and I came out the other end with <laughs> a mindset. When the next gen update comes out, I'm gonna go for uh, all achievements platinum Witcher three. Ooh, yeah. all achievements. I'm doing it. Now, I don't know how long it's going to take me. I'm not going to like lose my life to when it. When you but say platinum, do you mean hard difficulty? What do no, you no. Mean? So platinum is, I, it's it's a Sony term, right? Yeah, but yeah. It's, it's it's getting every single achievement that is available for the game. That's Just true. So I'm doing that for The Witcher. Um, and yes, that does mean hard difficulty because you do have to beat the game on Death March to I've, get that achievement. So I've tried. It's very so hard. This is what I'm doing right now. I'm prepping myself. I'm prepping myself. I'm currently upgrading the Yursign armor to its highest Mastercraft because I believe it's the highest armor in the game. And you can go into New Game Plus on a higher difficulty. (laughs) 
Whoa, wait, while but still it's getting... NG plus does not mean it's harder or harder. No, no, hard? you still select your difficulty. The only reason they give you a new game plus is if you wanted to play the game again. So you can go, you hit new game plus, and it goes, what save file do you want to use? You click your save file, and then you say what difficulty you want. So you could, I could even do a new game plus on easy if I wanted to, but I'm going to crank it to death march, and I have looked up. You still can get the death march achievement on new game plus. Ooh. So I'm, I'm, and I've looked up what carries over into new game plus. New armor is one of them. So having higher end armor and stuff, you know. I don't know about the coin cards, actually. Because, yeah, you have to beat that tournament to get the to get one of the cards. You have to beat the you tournament. The I tournament. beat the tournament. Yeah. <laughs> so you have to beat it. So yeah, you're, that's a lot of. I mean, I'm uh, I'm saving and loading. There's a lot of saving because well, on one of them you can't <laughs> yeah. save between like for three games, and that's that what makes purpose. that hard. Yeah, I think yeah. I'm guaranteed yeah. they did that. On but uh, no, I'm I'm excited for it. It's December 14th. It looks really good. Uh, PC is getting it as well. Uh, we're getting a lot of quality of life. It's actually a full-fledged update, but it's not just graphical. We're getting a lot of quality of life issues, or issues. We're getting a lot of quality of life features, like different camera angles, photo modes, uh, which is great. And they're also adding in some new quests uh, that kind of don't, I don't want to say tie in, but kind of go along with uh, the Netflix series. Uh, so the, I mean I don't know how long or and then of course in CD Projekt Red fashion they always do put stuff in their patches that they don't talk about different surprises and stuff like that so I think The Witcher 3 is another game like Skyrim I think The Witcher 3 will be played and talked about for years yeah of course well, it's still talked about it still is yeah the upgrade is going to be fun yeah I'm really excited for it no David, loading screens start again maybe I'll start again <laughs> maybe I'll start again <laughs> in White Orchard New Game Plus yeah, maybe I will. Although I've been playing multiplayer shooters, i.e. Halo Infinite. I downloaded Call of Duty. I've not jumped in yet because I want to jump in with you guys. Yeah, the DMZ. But I hate it and love it. It's nice to just be back. Just play a match. couple matches. Also, I think I'm used to playing with you guys. And so when I jump in, I'm jumping, and my level's not that high, so I've not played that much. I'm jumping in with easy players. Yeah. And I'm just crushing yeah. everybody. <laughs> Makes you feel good. Mark had a lot of fun to play with me the other day. Why? I basically like what? What's the word? I used them to finish all my quests. Oh. <laughs> it was great. Yeah. Well, so Jordan's the party leader. Yeah. Sure. You know, uh, which doesn't mean much except starting the game. Yeah. Right. Um. Uh, but uh, he, we'd be, you know, in any game where there's objectives and you're working as a team, mm. there's a discussion that goes, "Hey, uh, well, we could go over there and do this, and we we would have our basically we had our." powwow of what challenges we are working on yeah. and what to do and we all we the other two players basically me and someone else said uh we need to go do this and jordan's like huh now nah, let's go do this no you didn't even say no you said okay i'm headed here <laughs> and he goes and he does this objective uh. and so we follow him and he did that three times until <laughs> we mentioned and he had jordan had no memory I, of yeah, us I telling him yeah, what we were working on maybe and, like you just conveniently well i have broke this out i have this time. new philosophy when playing dmz it's the, my tarkov philosophy like it's like you know what i could either get mad or i could just not care he tunes it like when we talk about Overwatch and you you glaze over, you start working on your laptop. <laughs> sure, yeah, yeah. Whenever we're talking about stuff we need to get accomplished in, in that game. Jordan just tunes you he out. He tuned us out. He didn't even know uh, we were talking. I did, I did get a lot and done And he's that like, wait, what? You guys talk? Yeah. You got so it. after <laughs> another two weeks now being in DMZ, playing it, at, liking it as much as you liked it then, or has it worn well, off? I really you? like it. I really like yeah. it. And I've. I can definitively say now that uh, uh, they do need to reevaluate the AI. 
100%. And that's why, not, is it too, AI, why is it too hard? Yeah, no, there no, are AI that can stare at you and do nothing, and then there are AI that appear out of nowhere and tap you right in the head. So it is, it is like Tarkov in that sense, but no, no. It's not that like, oh, Jordan, you just don't like a hardcore experience. No, it's fine that they're hard. It, the problem is is their spawning rates and, the, and where they spawn. We have multiple <laughs> video evidence. The most famous one is I literally go in and clear a room like a boss. Like me and Mark dominated this household. And then I walk in, I go, okay, good. There's the safe room is cleared, right? Walk up to the safe. As I'm hitting the button on Mark's screen an AI appears turns and starts shooting me. Yeah. And when we say start shooting him, that means two taps to the head. Yeah. And I'm gone. And he's down. (laughs) Yeah. And there's plenty of recordings like that. This is what I think they should do or at least explore. Right. Cause maybe there's stuff I'm not thinking of, but anyway, um, Going in solo is incredibly hard with the AI, especially if you get like boxed down, right? And I'm not necessarily against their difficulty. Like I'm fine with the armored AI and stuff like that. I really just think it's the spawn rate and the spawns themselves. What what I think should happen is you spawn the map with the amount of AI. That's that's fine. Just spawn the map with the AI in there. I think the only way AI should respawn is through those helicopter drops because that gives that says okay more AI trying to extract no no so AI randomly come in on her- helicopters oh, okay, okay. right um, I think maybe they should- do they spawn at that extraction I've watched lots of players play and every time you extract AI comes after you well it's hit and miss they like spawn randomly behind a rock or right in front of you um, or they don't like it's mm. just hit and miss like the spawn system is it's basically imagine the multiplayer spawn system of them spawning behind you after you kill them the same <laughs> but, a- but AI yeah, it's <laughs> so, pretty frustrating which, uh, which I heard by the way which is really funny if uh, if Call of Duty if what makes a Call of Duty game great is the rage inducement factor. <laughs> this, this is the is best. This, this, is, this is, is a best masterpiece. Call, this <laughs> yeah. is the best Call of Duty out there. Uh, <laughs> so no, I I think what they should do. And this is just a, 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 a out of the box idea, right? Just just spitballing while we were talking. When you want to spawn new AI, they should only come in via helicopters. Uh, and that that tells you as a player, okay, there's the helicopter here. It's co- you know it's coming, blah blah blah, whatever, right? And then you're saying, you know, I guess the counter to that would be like, oh, then you can shoot the helicopter down. And my counter to that is, so who cares? If you have the equipment to shoot it down, shoot it down. Yeah, yeah right. A- you it's know, AI. It's AI. Yeah, it's not, they're not players. They're AI. This is not. Yeah. Um. And then another counter to that, or another fix to that, you bring in multiple helicopters at once, right? Like bring in two or three helicopters, right? But the problem right now is. I don't feel like there's a good balance of PVP and AI. Like so it feels like you're playing I'm way more AI than PVP. Oh, 100%, right? And I see I I don't know about you Mark. I'm not against that. Like I'm okay with the current like okay, I battle AI most of the map and then like yeah, we go to hot spots or if we're looking for PVP, it's it's a little bit more like we find it, but it does feel like coming across players is rare. Uh the unless you're extracting Unless uh, I feel well, like even then I feel like let's say we take 10 extracts. I feel like we find players two or three of them. I have found so like when I'm extracting with four minutes or less. Time oh, okay. Left, well, yeah, it's because there's only one left. Yeah, yeah. Then it's, then it gets real. Yeah. And there I are know, a lot maybe, of teams there. Yeah. Maybe I'm, I'm wrong in this, but it just, it, I, I don't know. Have you guys same as in Tarkov. Can you like wave to someone and hope they don't shoot you? There is proximity chat. Yeah. Oh, that proximity chat. Yeah. Have you experienced uh, kindness yet? No, no, people just shoot to kill. Not man. on Call of Duty. Yeah, yeah people just shoot not, to kill. So it's not Tarkov where it's... Uh, well, Tarkov did it... fits your survival, both of you. Tarkov did it the opposite way where no one had proximity chat for the first, like, four years, and then all of a sudden they gave it to us, and everybody was like, hey, we're just cool, you know? Yeah. Like, hey, 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 hey
Tarkov is more punishing than this game too. So it's that base. There are quests in Tarkov that everybody hates. And <laughs> yeah, when you like, say, Hey, I'm working on this quest. People go, Whoa. Okay. Yeah. It's cool. Just, just move along. Don't point yeah, your gun at hey. me. I get what you're going through. We've all been there. You do your Good thing. Luck. I'll do mine. And then, after about three weeks, if you're me, I usually just end up shooting them anyway. <laughs> <laughs> there was this one time. Oh my gosh, Jordan, he's ter- he terrifies me. To the, like, there's this. We have a full squad of five. Was there? F- I think there was a full five. We were a full. We're a five stack. Yeah. Okay? There's one guy in there, and he does this. Like he's on the. He's two doors away, and I'm the one talking to him. I feel like a. Like an a-hole for doing he's, this. He's uh, Kevin Spacey, Samuel yeah. Jackson from yeah. The Negotiator. I, I'm, I'm negotiating. I'm like, he's like, hey, guys, I can hear you. I'm just on the other side of my door. I put my gun away. I'm, I have no guns. I really just need to, to get this. You know, um, I'm, he's a scav. He's a scav yeah. of all things. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, oh, cool. Hey. And I say, hey, do you want to get this? take the scav exit? And what the scav exit is, David, it's we all benefit from that. Sure. You can only exit with a scav with you, and then you get you you, you get benefit you get, you know, benefits from it later. Like oh, okay. it was there was no reason to kill this guy <laughs> at all. We were and so, I'm like, yeah, so come with us. So I'm like, we're right here, we're in this room, come with us, we'll just go extract and we'll get we'll get we'll get the bonus. And he's all okay, cool. As soon as he opens the door, Jordan. No, he was. Blasted. I think he was. I think he was walking with us because even because I remember no. playing with Jonathan. He turned his character around and goes, "Did you just?" <laughs> yeah, Jordan just he opens his first eye contact. Jordan has his shotgun, blows his head right off. Oh, and, and with Tarkov, it's instant stop of communication. You know, yeah, so you the can guy no longer talk to us. You're dead. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like looking at Jordan. Like, can he hear you? Can he hear you guys? No, not dead? after he died. No, no, I'm like. I felt so dirty. <laughs> I, I could, he had nothing of value. Jordan just, he got to that point. He, Jordan got to that point. Yeah, either, basically. There's a point in Tarkov where it's kill or be killed. Either, either you're the hero or you live long enough to, to become the villain. And that was, Jordan was Harvey Dent. You know, he, he, he lived long uh, enough to become the villain. Oh my gosh. That is hilarious. I felt so, I took this day. Like, okay, but okay, so see that, see that story moment right there? It sounds like Tark or Call of Duty DMZ doesn't have that. There's far less For, correct, PvP 100%. interaction. Now, I think that's due to a lot of things, right? I think that's due to design. I think it's designed that way. But well, I think the size of the map is... Size of the yeah. map, and they're trying to design this game for mainstream. A lot of people don't like that Tarkov um, vibe. Like that guy we met. He's probably never played since. Yeah, he right-clicked <laughs> and, you know, uninstalled. Like it was that was that, uh, no Jordan. I, that was so he, you know now you created a villain. <laughs> that was his yeah, origin never story. Gonna, that guy. God, to be fair, I think it was like one of those days where it's like I had been shot, and it's like you're just you're angry. One of those days. Yeah, one of those years. Uh, it's just you're angry. That yeah. Uh, so Tarkov is a much more hardcore experience. This is not Tarkov by any means, mainly because it's. It's for the masses. Yeah. I guess you could say it's like Tarkov for the masses, but because they put quests in, um, they have a questing system where you get rewards and stuff from it, similar to Tarkov, but it's not, it, it's, it's more or less more for, for the, a general mass audience than, yeah. than Tarkov which, is like, which I think is, is 
I mean, I don't know. I think it's. I think the PvP engagements we've we've had are fun. They are. You know fun. what I mean? Because yeah. it just feels like. I mean, and honestly, it feels closer to Warzone because you know if you have your three armor plates and stuff like that, right? You don't have to worry about bullets or or necessarily certain guns being better than others. I mean, there's a little bit of that, but like, if someone is decked out. In, and this is where a difference to Tarkov comes in, and, and we've also experienced this too. Uh, if someone's decked out, like fully best backpack, best armor, uh, and let's just say a really high-profile gun, they can still, they don't have, I, I don't feel in DMZ that they have that much of an, of an advantage over someone just in fresh. I agree. And I think that's because of like the Call of Duty playstyle, right? I think the same thing is in Warzone. If you're a better player, well, I mean, obviously, in any game, if you're a better player, you'll win, but I, and this is the difference between Tarkov and this game, I feel like even if we have only one armor plate and we're going up against a team that has three armor plates, we can take that engagement and we can still hold our own, even if we have the lesser equipment, right? Uh, guns, yeah. armor, grenades, whatever you talk about. Whereas in Tarkov, if someone's wearing tier six, there's uh, there's only a certain you, love, certain amount of bullets that that... You know, <laughs> there's also a respect factor when you're like, okay, damn, he, he yeah. brought in 600,000 okay. ruples worth of gear. <laughs> yeah. Okay, all right. There, there are like we talked about before. There are things that I can uh, that I think DMZ can do better. Like I really think they should just go with an overall stash system yeah. as opposed to what they have right now. Um, I think that would be cooler. It would make uh, uh, tier <laughs> tier three plate armors more valuable. Um, I don't know if they'll do that. If they want to do that, I mean, th- I guess that I guess that would lean towards the more hardcore. But I I don't think so. Um, anyway, uh, the first and foremost thing I want them to do is reevaluate the AI. Right. I, I don't necessarily know what the fix is, but I do know it's broken in the respect that they can spawn behind me and they just come in endless hordes. And it's not endless hordes like, oh, there was 50 AI in that village. They're spawning and they're front literally of me spawning. After, yeah. Like, after a fight, I'm wounded after a fight and he spawns in front of me and kills me. Yeah. Yeah. It's terrible. Yeah. Which or maybe you take the Tarkov approach. How does AI spawns work in there? It's every it's a time thing, right? There's a set amount of AI on the field. And then at a certain time, it respawns AI. Or sorry, yeah, respawns AI. But see, the problem with that is the maps are much, much smaller. Much right? smaller. So, yeah, so. And I would argue that that's one of the things that gives Tarkov its feel is... Small maps. Well, the AI is not all AI. The scabs that oh, come yeah, in are also players, possible, yeah. popu- possibly populated by actual players, which makes it... Um, it makes it a yeah. unique experience. It's for sure. David, you'll enjoy it's a really fun game. I, I was yeah, excited to jump in with you guys. I was telling sure. this to Mark. I am I am blown away, and I'm gonna say this. I, I'm blown away at how much content this Call of Duty game has. Oh yeah. Between campaign, regular multiplayer, DMZ, Warzone, and they're all I mean, I'm I'm not gonna say they're all like an outstanding experience. I th- I mean I've not played much Warzone. I've been stuck in DMZ, but DMZ isn't perfect, but it's good. Like you yeah. have all this content and all the content baseline is good. This Call of Duty do you think, is inc- is really well done. Do you think this is the model? So do you think the battlefield will follow this model and have so like I think, you said last week they kind of left it gimmicky. They didn't go all I don't in think like like Battlefield Duty has done. Battlefield doesn't necessarily adapt to other players' uh, game. Well, but where Call of Duty? So, for instance, Call of Duty has something for everyone. They have a yeah. game version in three of the most popular type of yeah. of, of games right now. Right? And even within those game versions, the third person mode, which I know in Discord, uh, there uh, people were talking. Some people like third person, some people don't. But just to have it in there, like third person uh, Warzone for the Fortnite players who like it, you know, and we played third person Warzone, we did relatively well. The third person multi, like the amount of content they have in this game is. Yeah, they did. Before we move on. 
Yeah. Since you brought up Discord, I do have to shout out longtime member of the community. Oh, listener, yeah, Cass- yeah. Castle Will Kill. Got a little famous this who, week, didn't he? <laughs> who got under the skin of Lamar Jackson this week, and Lamar Jackson unloaded on him on Twitter and made a head. I'm just like browsing news, sports news, like I do. And all of a sudden, I see like this news story on uh, Lamar Jackson, and then I see a copy of the tweet, and it's Castle Will Kill. And I was like, Castle Will Kill? <laughs> Him and I, ta- Lamar I go friends? over and I tag, him, I tag him in uh, Discord and uh, yeah, he made some news, yeah. caused, <laughs> caused some news this week. And uh, it's the X1 bros right there, baby. Yeah. Making waves. Making waves, yeah. baby. Good for you, Castle Will yeah. Kill, though. Good for you. <laughs> so. uh, anyways, very cool. Shout out to Castle Will Kill. Hope, uh, hope you've had a good week. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, I do want to mention one thing and let's pull this up. Uh, Rose City Gamer submitted this question earlier today. And he, first of all, he said, I'll, I'll do the, the second part of his question. He says, at 9 p.m. Pacific time tonight, Marvel's Midnight Sun is playable for pre-order purchases. Anybody jumping? I don't think any of us has pre-ordered it. It does look good. Should uh, we get it? Is it co-op? I mean, might as well, right? Yeah, it does look good. No, not that's not the game, Spicy. The game, Vampire Survivors. That's a fun game. Have you played it? Everybody's played it. Oh, how come I have not? Spicy, have you played it? I have not. Yeah, I didn't even know about it until this question. Rose City Gamer, it's on Game Pass. It's another... The Metacritic score is a 94. Yeah, it's another, like, it's not Valheim, but it's another, like, Valheim story where it was, like, just small. I think Vampire Survivor might have been, like, one dude. Game's only, like, five bucks on Steam. Blew up. Blew up. Oh, I've seen this game. so fun. It looks so fun. It's on Game Pass. Go grab it. Oh, see, I didn't know it came to Game Pass. That's a good steal, man. So the goal here is to survive the night. That's it. And then as you level up, you get better weapons. You got to make choices, right? What do I get here? And you just need to survive the night. Uh, this game, I've not played it. Roasty Gamer says vampire survivors, one word, addiction. And that's what yeah, it is. everybody is saying. I know uh, streamer Asmongold, he played it for a little while because you like you said, you play it and you kind of get addicted. So Mark, this would be your style of game. It totally is. I think yeah. you'd like it. Yeah, it's, uh, no, it's, it's. I've seen people play it. Yeah, yeah. It looks fun. It's cool. I have it. It's on Steam. Now it's on uh, Xbox. That's great. Is it? Yeah. Is it available like right Game now? Pass available yeah. right now. Mm. Go grab it. Go grab it. Yeah, this looks. What was the question? You brought up a question, then the oh, just if we're getting Midnight Suns. Uh, he tied this to this. Uh, uh, so like, I'm. I, let me tell you guys my life right yeah, now. Yeah, tell me your. So, I'm, t- we, I'm into Mar- speaking of Marvel. I'm into Marvel Snap at the moment. Holy shit. Yeah, David. <laughs> I don't even like Marvel. David played a game before the show. Oh, I'm like blown away. I'm telling Spicy, Spicy. I think. This is the game for you. I genuinely believe. I know right now, even I can sense it. I spicy inside of his head is thinking, no, it's not. Well, so here's no, the not. thing. No, it's not. A lot but of it people. Is, I'm telling how you. you are, how people approach me, like how I'm going to like this game. Sure. The, when you say it's a Hearthstone killer, it's like, oh, I've heard that before. Yeah. I'm still playing Hearthstone eight years after launch. Oh, okay. The, no. And then is, you say dude. Marvel. And I'm like, Okay. I'm about all marveled out. You know what I mean? Like seriously, just yeah. back off with no, the Marvel. There, there's a lot of things going against it. Yeah. <laughs> the oh, things and, going for it. And I am kind of a uh, a weird hipster in the way that I don't like popular things <laughs> as much as other people do. Sure. And uh, apparently, this is a really popular game. I'm getting. I don't know that it's super popular necessarily. I've been I think told it's popular by among the several people, but everybody's playing it. Everybody playing that it. has talked to me about this. Oh, um, spicy likes Hearthstone. This is going to win a Hearthstone duel. You know, like it's like ah, oh. it's going to win a Hearthstone duel. Like it's better than Heart. It's going to be a Hearthstone killer. 
Uh, I th- I genuinely think, and that's I, like, think oh, okay, I don't think yeah. it'll be a killer. I think Hearthstone will adjust because of this game. Can you this play it on your doing, PC or is it only on your phone? Play it on your play it on PC. Play oh. it on uh, phone. Play play wherever you. I, why do these games not come to console? By the way, I would I love no to idea. play these games on console. Uh, yeah, I I actually yeah. Gwent did. We saw well, if that you went, tell me it's why. the con- if you tell me it's <laughs> yeah if you tell me it's the controls I lose all faith in you as a developer. <laughs> There's no controls. It's literally. Yeah. A B. Like, like you, you could, could use you two could, buttons in that game. You could be lazy, <laughs> yeah. and just put like a little cursor on it. I mean, if you want to get really creative, you can have the bumpers do quick. Th- put it that look. Okay, I'm just going to tell you this. I'm just, just I'm not trying to insult any developers or anything, but I'm saying if I can make a viable control scheme on an Xbox controller for Escape from Tarkov, Dude, look at this level. By the way, look at this level. Then then oh. it can be done for a card game. Agreed. Agreed. Look at this level though. Ah, oh, this game. So does he have to punch his way out, or what? What do we? He just has to survive, just survive the, night. the night. Just survive the night. Yeah, pretty, yeah it looks really fun. Looks like a ton of fun. So Dieter Pinklage says, uh, "I'm playing Snap right now." He says it's not a Hearthstone killer, but it uses a similar part of the brain. Surprisingly strategic. Yeah, that's what I like. What I like about it is there are three locations on the map. By the you have six turns. Period. You gotta own two of the three locations, which all that means is you have to have a higher hit score than your opponent to win the match and it's are they gonna have deck types it's this simple simplicity i'm sure eventually like, they will but Marvel i don't deck. think your deck type what i'm saying is the part of the brain that that's that what they call it the Marvel the chair yeah. no is that it masks perhaps because perhaps there are deck types i don't know i'm not that far into it but it masks to me, it's about the strat. It focuses more on strategy than deck type because mm-hmm. of that. Like because what happens is each of those each of those locations on your map, the, out of the three, uh, have abilities. So like like one will drop and say like you can't put any cards on this until turn five. The other one will say you can't uh, you can't put any level one, two, or three cards on this which are, you know, your mana, right? Basically. Yeah. Right? Uh, and so it forces you to make decisions and you got to think, how am I going to play this game? What am I going to do here? So to me, where Hearthstone is all about understanding your deck and the type of deck you have, I feel like this leans more heavy on s- the strategy because of that decision-making of the three. So for instance, if my player goes for one location... I've got to think. Okay, do I want to go head to head with him here, or do I go after these other two? What are the what are the the rewards for these other two locations? It's cool, dude. It's it's very very good. I'm I'm super impressed. Is it? It looks like so. We're watching PC gameplay, and it's really thin. Is this like just meant for mobile and that somebody plays on PC? Uh, I thought it was on PC. That looks like like Blue Stack or something. This person's playing on. Um. Yeah. Let me check. This gameplay says that it's PC, but see how it's yeah, yeah. it's uh, portrait, not landscape. If that makes any sense. Oh, yeah, so it's on it may- Steam. Yeah, it's on Steam. I know, but this guy. I, but is it maybe the- he doesn't oh, have oh, it in I'll windowed see. mode or something? <laughs> oh no, that's that's exactly how it. Oh yeah. So it's, it's, it's built, full screen, so but it just full screen it, like so, that. Yeah. Interesting. So it's a it's a. F- Basically, a, a mobile game that it they... It is in early access. <laughs> well, so they did what Diablo did. Yeah, it's a yeah. mobile game that they ported to PC. Yeah, basically, basically. And they probably still have the touch to enter instead of changing that word to click. The gameplay <laughs> loop is really good. The battle pass, what I enjoy, it's a really smart way to do the battle pass. So the battle pass is free, and then and then they have these, like, collections to, like, 
quests to hit in order to level up your battle pass. So in order to hit those quests, you're going to have to be in this gameplay loop. Uh, mm. It's it's very. How do they make their money? Well card done. packs. Uh, yep, card packs, buying currency, same as Hearthstone. What does the currency do though? Because like Probably Hearthstone buy, makes its buy, money to buy, card packs. Like you that's can buy the main... skins for your. You can upgrade how your how your cards look, so you can have like okay, wolf so like, right there. That's like three D. So like foil cards and stuff like that. Exactly, okay. exactly. How it's, does this game make money? Is it like through that through card that. packs? Yeah, yeah, okay. through through that, uh, and then buying the currency. So it's very. Uh, very yeah Dieter Pinklage says uh, everyone has access to the same cards around the same time makes it super balanced yeah it's it's very that's that's what I'm saying I don't feel like I have to know everything about every card and I'm getting beat because this person has a super this person has up this this application on the computer that's telling him what's the next card to play it's to be it's f- about the strategy. Sure. To be fair, it's about strategy where you don't know, have to know a vast amount of knowledge to be competitive is what you're saying. Yeah, and I'm sure like once you get into the higher levels, you do, right? Well, but And to be fair, I mean, that's how Hearthstone was in its first couple of years. After expansion, after expansion, yeah, I, after expansion, then you have to start worrying about all the cards. Sure, that sure. could exist. And then they, after like six years of release... Then they started doing. Yeah, it's what just the same magic, magic Pokemon. There's a standard. Yeah, they have. But what I'm saying, and- what I'm saying is, I'm sure that will come here. But because you have to choose, because you have this three option right here, right? It, I think it masks that more. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so there's more of a focus on how you play these three, because you could, you could, you could have a. Let's say, in my opinion, I'm not that far into the game, so excuse me if I'm. Uh, speaking out of turn here, but you could have a less powerful deck, in my opinion, but play the location correctly, and it gives you the bonus because you've played that location correctly, which enables you to beat a um, a higher powered player. Yeah, sure. Which is what you're saying. Deck. It's more of the strategy than the card. Yeah, in my it's ve- it's very good. I'm super impressed. Super impressed. I like how it's uh, it's lore, and I don't know. It's it's artwork is based on yeah, comics, comics, not, yeah, not yeah. on the Marvel cinematic universe. Oh yeah. No, it's very it's it's very good. The other thing is matches are fast. I think everybody's learning from TikTok. Uh what's addictive is when you open up TikTok it just throws you right in. Same with this. Like matches are six turns. That's it. Done. Very fast. Wait, you only have six turns have before six the turns. match is over? That's it. I'm telling you, remember when I said well, you're th- saying these that are like the developers that's of a good thing. Yeah, no, these are the developers of Hearthstone. They took every they looked at it in the same way that Blizzard used to look at games and say, What is the fat we can remove to make this even funner? And I am telling you, it is blowing my mind. I know it's really popular right now. Yeah. I'll try it. Uh, I think in chat they were saying that you can change the mode on the computer. I don't know if they were joking with us or not, but I think you can change the no, mode on the computer. What, what rotate your said. monitor. Oh, rotate your... Oh, okay, yeah. And then the display of, settings. Yeah, yeah, and it looks great. <laughs> so it looks fantastic. It's not what it's I'm... the doing. new way of gaming. Uh, have a vertical monitor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, anyways, super fun. Love it. Love it, the game. Oh, and uh, hopefully I can play it on a Mac because d- I actually had to call Spicy this week because I was like... <laughs> Spicy, I need some gameplay footage of something. And my PC is not connected. Yeah, because oh. yeah, you got a, an Apple freaking Mac computer now. I just got to connect my PC back up. Do they still have, um, is it called Boot Camp? I remember yeah, when I was. Yeah, they have Boot Camp. Yeah, it's a thing. But I'm not doing that shit. 
that's fair. They'll make me do extra steps. Yeah, just nice. put it on there. I'll put an extra <laughs> shit on here. Uh, also, I mean, with their new processor, uh, they can play a lot of games. It's not going to play any graphic, super high graphic games, but. Well, well, I don't think it's the here. hardware that's the problem. It's the software that the games have to be written for. It'll play this game. That's all I need. I think anything can play this game. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So. Anyways, that's uh, I'm addicted to that at the moment. So yeah, also maybe the Vampire Survivors. There's another one I want to check out. Woof, City Gamer. Thank you very much for saying that in. Guys, thank you for tuning in and listening a day early. We appreciate it. We missed you last week, but hope everybody had a great Thanksgiving. Uh and enjoyed yourself, and now it's December already. So actually, let's go through December real quick while we have it. Oh, it's a super stressful time of year. You got too many games releasing and too many games I have to beat. <laughs> well, how are you going to tackle that? I don't know. Well, tomorrow is the new Hearthstone expansion. I got oh. that. World of Warcraft. Yeah, already bought the World of Warcraft cards. came out. We still got to beat Halo on Legendary, which thankfully we're only like two or three missions away on co-op, so that'll be fine to shelf that for a little bit. Um, the new Darktide game came out on PC. I maybe just to because I've got a lot of games. I might wait on Darktide because I'm really excited for that game and wait for it to come to the console, which yeah. is coming shortly. But I just can't wait for things, you know. And it looks really fun. So FYI, we've got two podcasts left for the year. Our last podcast for everybody listening will be on the 16th of December, mm, shortly after the Witcher update, and then we will be back on the 6th of January. So two weeks, but, but about next two weeks week? off there. So next week's the ninth. Is that a, we are going to be podcasting are, next week? Are we taking Pearl Harbor off? Pearl yeah, Harbor's what? on the eighth. <laughs> so you said we had two left. Yeah. So today is this week is the second. Oh, I see. Okay, it's because where you were highlighted on the camera, I was confused. Okay. Yeah. 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 So. Jordan, yeah, I thought we were like Jordan, see, Jordan, this, yeah, is why, yeah, this is why when David says that he's right, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's why I believe it. That, and then uh, I, I have, I, I have full to agree with because yeah. of moments like this. Because yeah. there are moments when you say stuff like that that I never want to back you. What is is Pearl Harbor December eighth? Or am I wrong? I know it's the first week of December, isn't it? I don't know. Am I supposed to know this? Yeah, I don't know. I know it's yeah. Anyway. Anyways, okay, cool, yeah, so we've left. got two weeks left for the year. Thank you, Jordan. <laughs> it's already December. <laughs> Guys, thank you for being here. Thank you for hanging out with us again. If you haven't, come subscribe to our YouTube channel. We love hanging out with you guys. Come support us over here. If you enjoy the show and uh, you're listening on a podcast streaming application, leave us a five-star review. It really helps the show. Share us with your friends. And let's finish 2022 strong, everybody. Don't get sick, because if you get sick, you're sick for like four weeks right now. It's crazy. Yeah. Uh, have a good week, everybody. Bye-bye.